morning I'm going to begin in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. First Thessalonians chapter four. Beginning in verse sixteen. <clears throat> For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord, therefore comfort one another with these words. But concerning the times and seasons, brothers, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say, Peace and safety... Then sudden destruction comes upon them, as labor pains among a pregnant as upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you brothers are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. We are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are neither of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as others do. But let us watch and be sober and self-controlled. For those who sleep sleep in the night, and those who get drunk get drunk in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain, obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify, strengthen each other, just as you are doing. So, Paul here talks about Jesus returning for the church, but then he talks about the times and the seasons. The time known in the Bible as the last times, the last days, uh, the days of the Son of Man, Jesus referred to them. And he says that it would come like a thief in the night. In Jesus' parables of his coming, he talked about it like a thief breaking into the house. The Apostle Peter talked about it being like a thief in the night also. A burglar breaking in into surprise in the middle of the night. It doesn't mean it's going to be at night because in some places it'll be night and some places it'll be day. But the point is, it'll be suddenly and with surprise. That's what he means by it, like a thief in the night. It'll happen suddenly and surprisingly. But he also says, and, it's, and he also says in verse 3, for when they shall say, peace and safety then sudden destruction will come upon them. You know, 
Those words, peace and safety, really stand out to me the past couple weeks, if you're listening to the news. Because the world is not in peace. There's no peace in the hearts of men who are not in Christ. There's no peace for those who are not walking in the Spirit. There is no peace for the people of the world, for the people that are carnally minded. And there is a great cry for safety. If you hear people saying to each other nowadays, be safe, be safe, be safe. I hear it all the time. I hear it on the radio, TV. I hear it in the people I see, people at work. Be safe. Peace and safety. And he said, Sudden destruction shall come upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. You know, it's interesting how many times we hear about this labor pains. Jesus talked about it, the labor pains. If you hold your finger there and go to Matthew 24... Verses 7 and 8. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. From the Greek, it can be translated as labor pains or birth pangs, all meaning the same thing. So, well, why is that important? So, we've always had wars and we've had famine and epidemics and earthquakes. And as we've talked about before, that birth pains, when a woman is going to have a baby, that she begins to have these pains. And they're far apart. But then as the pains keep on coming, they come again and again, they're getting stronger and they become more frequent. Labor pains. And so... We're seeing labor pains on the earth. So are these the beginning of labor pains? Or are we in the middle of labor pains? Or are the labor pains when they show up going to be stronger? Well, we know that as we get closer to the time of Jesus' return, they will increase with frequency and power, magnitude. They will get bigger. So this may be one of those warning shots, these, these birth pains that we're seeing what's going on today, this epidemic that struck the world. Jesus actually uses the word pestilence, which means epidemic, or you know, a spread of uh, a contagious disease, a pestilence. <clears throat> also, um, the third place it talks about it, is in the book of Hosea. And in the book of Hosea, it talks about God's judgment against Israel in the Old Testament. And he says that God's judgment against Israel will be like sorrows of a woman in childbirth, and they shall come upon Israel. That's from 
<clears throat> Hosea 13. <clears throat> and so, God's judgment, many times, we have seen has come with warning shots. With, you know, things warning people. Pestilences, troubles, problems, you know, of all kinds, coming upon a kingdom, or in this case, upon the whole earth. So as we go back to 1 Thessalonians, as it talks about God's judgment again, it says it will come as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. And they shall not escape. Who shall not escape? Those who reject Christ. Those who refuse to walk with Him, to follow Him. Jesus said, Whoever follows me will not be in darkness, but have the light of life. These things that are happening today that we see are no doubt a warning to the people of this world. And we'll look at that a little further later. He said, and then he speaks to us. God speaks to us in verse 4. But you brothers are not in darkness that this day should overtake you as a thief. He said, we're the sons of the light and of the day. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. We who are his children are the children of the light. And there's no darkness. We are not the children of night and darkness. The children of the light. And so, he said, this day shouldn't come to us like a thief. We should be seeing and be ready and being prepared. Jesus said, pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape the things that are come upon this earth and stand before him. So he says in verse 6, Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober or self-controlled. He said, let us not sleep as others do. Does that mean we should stay up all night? Drink coffee all night? That's silly. Of course not. What it means is that, and what he means by sleep is like, just turn off the voice of God and just go get caught up in the cares of this life and the deceitful things of this world and all the trappings of this world that choke out the word to make us unfruitful. Not to harden our heart and be unbelieving. Because many will be, their faith will be shipwrecked. Why? Because they stop believing God in hard times. So it's hard to believe God in these times. You know what the problem is? The problem isn't these times. The problem is, how do we see God? Is God worthy to be taken at his word? And that's what God has challenged us all with. The just shall live by faith. We must believe him. We must believe the things that God says. That's how we're justified, by faith. It says Christ dwells in our heart by faith. It says that we're saved by faith. 
We must believe the things that God has said. Because if we don't believe them, we begin to question the integrity of the person who said them. Is God worthy to be trusted? It says that those who don't believe him make God out to be a liar. Because they don't believe the record God gave concerning his son. God holds us accountable for what we believe. And we must guard what we believe. We must guard our hearts. We, it's hard to believe God if we're carnally minded. Because the carnal mind doesn't understand the things of God. Doesn't comprehend them. It can't. We must be spiritual, spiritually minded to understand the things of God. Must get to that place. Follow, follow Jesus. Come to Him. And follow Him. In verse 8 he says, But let us who are of the day be sober, self-controlled. We should be watching and putting on the breastplate of faith and love and the helmet, the hope of salvation. Faith, love, and hope. Three things will remain. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. First Corinthians says, love never fails. But Jesus also said, because the wickedness in this world grows, that the love of many would grow cold. That some would harden their hearts, and, and their love would grow cold. Let not it be us. He says, we're the children of light. He says, put on the breastplate of faith and love, believing God, and walking in the love of God, and the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to judgment, to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. That's God's will for the church, is to be together with Him forever. So shall, and thus we shall always be with the Lord, we read in the last chapter. So, we go a few uh, books to the right, to Hebrews chapter 2. Beginning in verse 14. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself, being Jesus, likewise shared in the same, that through death he, Jesus, might destroy him who had power of death, that is, the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage, to slavery. When people live in the fear of death, it's a bondage. It's a fear. Young people don't recognize it unless it comes up, unless they they come into danger. They think they're. 
But when they're young, they don't want to think about when they're old, and they think that's for people to worry about when they're old. However, the fact is, deep-seated in every person, when they come to an age of reason, is a fear of death. Is a, is a, and it's, it's slavery, and it's bondage. And that's what this is all about in our society right now, where they're clamoring for peace and safety. They're trying to find peace in their hearts and safety and clamoring for it. And unfortunately, many of them will look to the wrong sources, the wrong source for that peace and safety. We are not in darkness, though, that we should live in the fear of death. We should be rejoicing that whether we live or sleep, we'll be with Jesus. We're with Jesus is with us now. If we leave this earth, he'll be with us then. If we don't believe that, we're not saved. That's what the gospel is all about. It's believing that he died for us, and that he's with us, and that we're his children. We become his children. We believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to come to the place of peace with that. He's with us. <clears throat> We're in Christ. Release those who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. There's a lot of people, billions of people in this world who are bound to the fear of death. And it's coming out of the woodwork really strongly right now. And we see the fear and the panic. But we have the answer. The Apostle Peter says, always be ready to give an answer to those who ask you the reason of the hope that's in you. Why are you not afraid of that? Why are you not afraid of this disease? Why are you not panicking like we are? Why are you not doing this, that, and the other thing? You know? Why are you not on high anxiety anxiety meds or, or antidepressants or all those things? Why are you different? God has given, put it in our hearts, the answer. And be ready to answer those. Because the world around us is in darkness and in bondage to the fear of death and the fear of life, frankly. And so we should be like lights, lighthouses in the troubled sea. We are the light of the world, Jesus said. A city set on a hill should not be hidden. Now to some, this might just be a bunch of talk. But to those who think this is a bunch of talk, they're bound in fear, whether they can, they can see it or acknowledge it or not. They're in darkness, whether they believe it or not. So from there, I'd like to go to Second Peter.
chapter 2. We, we referred to this a few weeks ago. Verse 4. For if God did not spare the <laughs> angels who sinned and cast them down to hell and deliver them into chains of darkness, we reserve for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world but saved Noah, one of eight people, the preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them to destruction, and making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly, and delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. For that righteous man, dwelling among them, tormented his righteous soul from day to day by the seeing and the hearing of their lawless deeds. Deeds. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. God knows exactly what he's doing. He's bringing judgment again. But we don't need to fear because he has not appointed us for his judgment. We are in Christ. He hasn't appointed judgment for the righteous. His wrath is not to be poured out on the righteous. He says, we have not, we just read, we have not been appointed for wrath. But wrath is coming. Judgment is coming. But he knows how to preserve the righteous. You say the righteous, that means those who do good deeds. It means those who believe in Christ. Those who are in Christ. And those who are in Christ bear the fruit of the Spirit. It's just part of the nature of the new man. If you walk in the Spirit, you bear the fruit of the Spirit. Those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its affections and its lust. We are righteous because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We have been made righteous through the blood of Jesus. God knows how to preserve us from temptation, from danger, from crisis, from everything. We should not be living in any kind of fear. Why do you fear? Why are you afraid of you of little faith? Jesus said to his own disciples. In chapter 3, it talks about, in verse 3, Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lust, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. We talked about this also a few weeks ago. thought it was important to bring it into attention again. And it says, By this... In verse 5, they are willingly, willfully ignorant or forget by the word of God that the world was judged by water the days of Noah. And now judgment will come by fire. And then in verse 8 it says, But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, 
but is long-suffering, patient toward us, that not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. This is the reason why God is telegraphing his judgment, the birth pains, the birth pangs. This is why God does it this way. If you look in the Old Testament, when God was bringing judgment to Judah and to Jerusalem and to Israel, it came in stages. And the prophets would come out for years, a warning for years. And, and little by little, God was bringing a defeat, allowing a defeat to come upon them. Why did God allow it so slowly? Why did God do it so slowly? Is because of what we just read. God doesn't want any to perish. He wants people to repent. He does not, he does not enjoy the destruction of the wicked. He does not take pleasure in the destruction of those who are not walking with him. He wants them. Come to me. How many times do you hear all the invitations? Come to me. It's the love of God that is causing God to take his time and bring judgment according to his timetable. People think that God is slack about his judgment. It's not that. People have said, Is everything okay? disruption <clears throat> the Lord is not slack concerning his promise say people say well why then God brought judgment on the world a long time ago during the wickedness of Rome why didn't God bring judgment on the wickedness of society's past why didn't God bring judgment on Adolf Hitler and just wipe them all out and bring fire from heaven. Well, eventually, judgment did come to Adolf Hitler and to other different groups and different dictators and things like that in his time. In his time. And why does God just seem to take so long to bring his judgment? It's not because he's being slack or lazy about his promises. It's because of his love for mankind the human race. He already gave his own son to die on the cross for us. And he wants people to come to him. And he wants people to be saved. And he wants people to embrace the kingdom of God and to embrace him and to come to him. That's why he's not, he doesn't want any to perish. He does, takes no delight, no joy in the destruction of the wicked. He doesn't want to see anybody perish. And so, that's why. But when it does come, Peter says in verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Verse 11 says, Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? 
That means get right with God, because He's coming. His coming is somewhere in the future here. So He's coming, and so be ready, He's saying. So, if you're not right with God today, today is the day to get right with Him. Today is the day of salvation. If you're not walking with the Lord today, why do you want to wait till tomorrow? What manner of persons ought we to be, seeing that God is bringing judgment? And we as Christians, let's examine ourselves to see how we're walking and preparing ourselves. Jesus, in all of his parables, talked about being ready. Watch and pray, for you do not know when the hour is. The days of the Son of Man will come as a thief in the night. Verse 14, Therefore, brothers, looking forward to these things, be diligent, be careful to be found by Him in peace. Be found, be found by Him in peace without spot and blameless. And consider that the patience or the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. What we've been saying all along. The reason God is being patient, the reason why His judgment is coming in waves and to warn people, is because He wants people to be saved. He doesn't want them to perish. He wants them to repent. He loves them. He loves us. He loves them. God is a God of love. He doesn't want to pour His judgment out. He said, if He's a God of love... Why is he going to pour his judgment out? Because people harden their heart. They refuse him. They are the ones who are making that decision. By rejecting his word, by rejecting the things that he has said, we're rejecting him. And all who reject him are going to be cleansed from the universe. And the lake of fire is reserved for them as it is for all the angels who did not remain with the Lord and followed the enemy, followed Lucifer. And then from there, uh, Isaiah chapter 13, I'll read quickly. From Isaiah 13. Beginning in verse 6. Wail for the day of the Lord is at hand and will come as destruction from the Almighty. For therefore all hands will be limp, every man's heart will melt, and they will be afraid. Birth pangs, sharp pains, and sorrows will take hold of them. 
They will be in pain as a woman in childbirth. They will be amazed at one another, and their faces will be like flames. Behold, the day of the Lord comes. Verse 11. I will punish the world for its evil, and the wicked for their iniquity. I will halt the arrogance of the proud, and I will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. Therefore I will shake the heavens and the earth will move out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and the day of his fierce anger. God's judgment is no joke as we read here. But you notice again it says the same thing. They will be in pain as a woman in childbirth. Labor pains. The judgments of God will come first light and then heavier and heavier, more frequently. That's how they will come. Are we seeing the beginning of it? Good, good possibility. Can't guarantee it. But certainly the things that have been building up in current events in recent years have certainly, all arrows are pointing in that direction that we are seeing the beginning of labor pains. Yeah. And, the, and the message to that is, you know, See that you're at peace with God, through the Lord Jesus Christ. Get ready. No, I don't see anything happen. Well, again, we see things happening. It's a matter of whether we harden our heart to what we're seeing going on around us. That all these dangers, these perils in our in the in the world in our society, are warnings. And then with labor pains, you have the pain. And then it seems to go away for a little while. Then it comes back. It's a little stronger. It goes away for a little while. And there's times where it goes away for a little while. People sometimes harden. Many people will harden their hearts and go back to their old way of life. <clears throat> ah, nothing's happening. <clears throat> you know who did that? Pharaoh, king of Egypt. <clears throat> Ten plagues. And after each one of them, he started, eh, you know, and he started... So, you know, maybe this is from God. And as it got worse and it got stronger, you know, you know, okay, well, you can go sacrifice, but what are you going to do? And, uh, you know, and then he kept on, his heart kept on hardening. And then the next one come, then he'd be receptive, and then he'd get hardened his heart again after the plague was stopped. And so this is what will happen. People of the world, many of them, they'll see these judgments, and maybe they'll begin to entertain whether it's from God or not or whether there's a God or what's happening in this world but then when the birth pain is over just like when the plague is over they'll go back to their hardness of heart they'll go back to their immorality they'll go back to their ungodliness they'll go back to their selfishness the way it is See to it, brothers, that you've been found at peace with God. Any brothers want to comment on that or anything else? Any brothers want to share? We have like 15 minutes here. So. I was thinking.